Are you a foodie? Do you like aliens? Do you have a need for head-to-head -head competition? Then Space Battle Lunchtime is the series for you. Welcome to Amongst the Books, a podcast for kids, by kids, and yes, adults too. The podcasters got to talk with author and illustrator Natalie Reese about this funny and deliciously delightful series. We learned how she gets her inspiration, how she outlines her novels, and what her favorite dessert is. We had such a fun time talking with Natalie, and we want to dig right into the interview. So let's take it away. Thank you everyone for joining us today. Uh, we are very um, happy to have Natalie Reese. Am I saying that correctly, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, good job. Um, with us, and she is the author and illustrator of Space Battle Lunchtime, mm -hmm. um, a series with Oni Press. And um, Natalie, if you can, can you explain a little bit about the book for readers who haven't had a chance to catch this one yet? Yeah, sure. So it is very, very simply, it's Chopped in Space. It's about an Earth baker who gets abducted by aliens to be on a space TV show, and then the shenanigans that follow that. Excellent. We all love Chopped, I think, now, because we're all... <laughs> sequestered watching nothing but food shows. So, mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to leave it open to these guys. So guys, just start, you know, raising your hand if you want to ask a question or just start throwing questions out. All right. It's your show. Emma, go. Okay. Um, what inspired you to make these um, books? So uh, this series in particular, um, when I was in college, my best friend was really into cutesy cooking content and super gross like space alien stuff. So think like alien, the thing, that kind of thing. And I thought um, of this story as like a joke to her. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, oh, there's, there's some meat on these bones. And I drew up some characters and I liked them. And I don't know, it just kept uh, snowballing from there. Did she help inspire your main character? Um, actually, so you know the like big orange eyeless creature, Minabax? Yes. Um, yeah. She inspired that one because that's like her exact taste and character design. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's kind of a weird answer, but um, that's the one that's for her. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. that's. I mean, inspiration is everywhere, and there mm -hmm. you go. So, <laughs> all right, Goldil. What is your favorite dessert? Hmm. Sorry, I'm thinking through. Uh, probably cheesecake. I like cheesecake a lot. Um, I love a fancy macaron if I can get it, but I don't usually get them. Uh, and rainbow sherbet is a big favorite. Three good ones. I gotta say. All right, Rosalind, go. Did you reference any actual food items for some of the aliens' dishes? Yeah, I mean, so... The joke I always make for uh, Space Battle is that I took a regular food, um, I made it blue, and I put an eyeball on it, and now it's space food. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like to think a lot about like the textures and tastes that I like specifically in food, and then try and apply that to something that looks a little otherworldly. So I think, sorry, I have to double check in my book. I haven't looked at my book in a million years. Yeah, there's a bunch of like jams in here that I was yeah. really excited to paint. Um, so you know, it's, it's a weird color, so you can imagine it tastes like something you've never tasted before, but you still have that idea of like, I don't know, something sweet and kind of goopy. 
it definitely found me wanting to like taste some of these little creations that she was making mm -hmm. um, and that the other guys were creating. But then at the same time, I'm going, but ill. it's like mm -hmm. weird, goopy space food. Do mm -hmm. I want to try that? <laughs> but then I go, I tasted fermented shark. So why not? Ooh, how was it? Disgusting. Oh, don't ever do oh, it. No. Yeah. Don't ever do it. Mm -hmm. No. All right. So guys go for it. Go just shout them out. Emma. How long does it, take for you to make a book usually? It really depends. So the first two volumes of Space Battle Lunchtime took, I mean, they were, I did them in issue series. It took me about, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to remember, it was a couple of years ago, maybe like eight months to do both volumes. Oh, wow. Um, but I just, big secret, I just finished up the third one and that one took me like a year and a half, two years, just because it was spread out over so much. Why, um, when you start to script out a book, mm -hmm. are you writing the the script first or are you more like you come up with some of your drawings and you spin the, like the writing and the text from the drawing? Like, mm -hmm. or is it like kind of like a, a mixture of the two? Um, it's a little bit of both. Sorry, I keep looking over to my, yeah. uh, and I'll describe this stuff too. Um, the way I normally write, uh, do you have any space battle in here? Um, yeah, this is for a different book, but the way I normally write is I'll do like very rough stuff like this where I'll get okay. people's expressions. So basically I, what I've got here is like extremely loose stick figures with smiley faces or frowny faces on them and right. scribbled in text. So I can okay. get an idea of like the shots I want to do and the expressions I want to do um and like a vague outline of what they want them to say mm -hmm. and then i'll take that into a tighter version where i'll do a tighter thumbnail which i don't have any of those on hand but it's basically a tiny very rough drawing of the comic page but you have the panels planned out okay because like um i think i found one. Oh, i think yeah? i found one it's in the back of one of the books you want to see if i can get it on the screen she's Rosalind's good sorry i don't know stuff. if this is very good radio no 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 it's good yeah, I, I like to work words and art together. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Yep. Thanks, thanks past me for putting that in the book for you. <laughs> you knew we were gonna be interviewing you, that's all. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I guess the long and short of it is um, if you do the words and the art at the same time, that's the closest to how the person is going to be reading it when they read your book. Okay. Because comics is like words and pictures working together. So you want to like right. not separate them too much. Okay. Because it's really, I always wonder how, because especially with a story like this, this was really a <laughs> unique uh, take on a, on the genre of space and sci-fi, but <laughs> also adding that, you know, that popular food element to it that everyone mm -hmm. seems to be gravitating towards so it was an interesting take so i was wondering if it was like how that came to be in that course crafted together so that's it that's uh, very cool how you guys do all this stuff i'm impressed all the time thanks who's next guys uh, i'll go again oh, uh, joel go okay um did you want any cooking shows as inspirations for the setting for space at all on time? Um, 
Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking back because I really got into Great British Bake Off after I made these books. Okay. Um, but that's probably my favorite one. Um, growing up, I watched a lot of Food Network. Like, I really liked Good Eats, which is the Alton Brown one because it's very, like, quirky and silly, but also there's, like, science to it and the cooking. Um, so that one kind of totally has an effect on it. And, like, the regular cooking shows that were around 10 years ago, like, uh, the only one I can think of is Rachel Ray, but I definitely watched a bunch of other ones just because, like, my mom was really into them, so it was around. Um, and then now, lots of Great British Bake Off. I love the Netflix one, Nailed It, where, like, oh. they make cakes, but they're bad. Ooh, yeah. I love it. That is the best. That, that show just makes me laugh. And mm-hmm. if, like, on a rainy day, like, we're going to have... Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to watch some episodes of that because that makes me and smile. Every, everyone's having so much fun. Yeah. I know it's nice. Oh, and Cutthroat Kitchen. That's the one. Oh, that's, that's a good, good inspiration because it's, again, it's very goofy and theatrical, but also they make food and I love right. it. Like big personalities, a lot going on. I like it. Um, looking back, are you proud of your work? Like, is like, there anything you would change? I mean, everyone looks back on their work and sees things that they could do better now. But also, I think, you know, at the time I was doing my best. I worked really hard on my stuff and I was still growing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I could have drawn the characters better or whatever, but I don't know. I'm proud of it. I have to say that with this book, um, because I'm I'm holding this, the volume two right now in my hands. And... Mm -hmm. I remember like we, when the first one that, you know, Penny gets, uh, gets brought up to this competition Mm -hmm. and she's such a fish out of water, Mm -hmm. but she takes to it so quickly. I feel, um, that is almost like a, a sense of self-confidence there Mm -hmm. that like this kind of goes through the entire series with every character every character has that like little bit of self-confidence built in and was that like something that you like had in mind for the character where it was like a fish out of water but still had a grounding not that she was like floundering anywhere yeah I mean I like uh I like when characters are into the adventure they're going on if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. um because normally when you have stories like this um the character spends like maybe five or six pages being like, oh no, I'm in space. Oh no. Wow. I just don't know what to do, which is, that's what would happen in real life probably. But I had a very limited page count. So I was like, just have everybody ready to go. (laughs) We're here for it. Exactly. That actually is, I did think of one thing I kind of regret. Uh, I've got a weird hair thing there. Um, One thing I do regret, (laughs) you bring up volume two is, um, I don't know. I wish I had rethought some of the ways I did the violence bits. Because like, it didn't occur to me then, but um, some people found that very jarring, okay. especially since the earlier books might seem like they're for like a very young audience. So I might have rethought how I depicted that. I still think Cannibal Coliseum is very fun um, oh, yeah, and silly as an idea, but I don't know. I feel kind of bad that I've alienated people with that. The I mean, book I... I did before that was way more violent. So I thought, <laughs> oh, this is fine. And then, yeah. oh, maybe this isn't fine. I don't know. Well, no violence whatsoever. It's all good. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, go, Joel. Um, where is the setting where in the first book of Space Battle Lunchtime, 
where Peony is cooking in that bakery? Like, where is that? Um, on Earth? Yeah, like. Yeah, like what city <laughs> or country? Um, hmm. This is, it's not something I've ever committed to, but it kind of, when I was drawing it, I based it a little bit on a bakery that's near where I grew up uh, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. But if there's something in the background that uh, contradicts that, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought Earth. Because, like, yeah. We know that she's in space, but we don't know where like she was to begin with. Like We just know it's a bakery, but we don't know like where it is like what state or city mm -hmm. so i was just curious yeah sorry it's on earth yep <laughs> probably you can you can say it's pennsylvania i'll say it's pennsylvania there you go all right Rosalind, go how many times has chef melonhead thrown contestants into cannibal coliseum other than chef peony and the chef that she is replacing <laughs> canonically on screen uh geez these are so many like thoughts i've never thought about um, I would say that, um, probably just the one, I feel like maybe he was a little bit more optimistic going in because he was on one time before and then lost and got mad about it. Right. Um, so I would say this is the first time he started branching out into sabotage. So one, yeah. And now two, counting peony. Right. Emma, go. Good question. Um, who's See, your favorite character, you. like, that you've written? In Space Battle and Show? Yeah. Hmm. I love them all. They all have their <laughs> uh, good points. Um, I'm going to say it's a toss-up between Neptunia and Lil Magicorn. I love to draw Lil Magicorn's acting, oh, but I also yeah. think Neptunia is very fun. Yes. Little, little Magicorn is one of those that you're like, oh, she's sugary and sweet all up front, mm -hmm. but that evil little like devil mm -hmm. is sitting right next to her. Like that, I love that character actually because of like she's the, the most ability. fun to draw. Yeah, <laughs> these characters really all kind of stood out on their own um, and really held their ground both in the battles but also in the book itself. Um, were some of these characters based on other people in your life as well, like, or had a little bit of an inspiration from? Um, I mean, they kind of all, they all come from me a little bit, but, um, yeah, they're all me, even the bad ones, especially well, the bad ones, actually. Well, I mean, we all have a little bad in us, so mm -hmm. it's okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. <laughs> okay, who's next, guys? Was Peony the first human to actually be on Space Battle Lunchtime? Since they treat her like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> I think the show, like, hasn't been running for too long. It's, like, midway through. So, yeah, I think she's the first human that's on. The idea I had about humans within the Space Battle Lunchtime uh, universe is that people know about Earth, but um, it doesn't really come up very much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, like, it seems that they all know about all these different worlds, and they kind of know about Earth, but, mm -hmm. like, again, us Earthlings have no clue what's mm -hmm. going on up there. 
So again, that's why I really liked how quickly she was able to take to the new environment and kind of get her groundings right away. I thought that mm -hmm. was a testament to us because usually it's the earthling has no idea what's going on. It never does and finds mm -hmm. out at the very last minute. So I like that she was able to be like, nope, I got this. Throw me into battle. I can do it. It just seemed more fun to read. Yeah, absolutely. Did you intend to keep this as a series? Was this always meant to be multiple volumes or was this ever pictured as a one-off? So the original intention was to be an eight issue miniseries, which you okay. can kind of see in the way the chapters are done. They're each exactly 22 pages and they're yes. originally published as issues. I like it better as books just because it's a nicer reading experience. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah, so it was intended to be two and then I did make a sequel, which I'm happy with. Yeah. You know, it's fun to write extra stories because like after you leave a book, after you finish it, um, I find that I tend to miss the characters a little bit. So yeah. doing a sequel is a nice uh, opportunity to get back into it. Okay, like a little reunion for yourself. Yeah. Nice. Okay, Joel, I saw your hand raised. Go. If you were on Space Battle Lunchtime, do you think that you'd like, play well? No. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I can cook, kind of, but um, I don't think I'd do well. <laughs> I could try though. Everybody has to. So, <laughs> Emma, go. Um, did you come across writer's block when you were writing and drawing Space Battle Lunchtime? Sometimes. I think the nice thing about comics is you have writing and drawing. So, if you feel like writing isn't quite working, you can just work on drawing something and then vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, what exactly got you into? drawing for comic like drawing graphic novels and comics like what was like were you a comic lover as like growing up were you a reader of it or a little bit I got into comics in like my mid to late teens the big draw for me about comics is um I was actually really into animation mm -hmm. uh, when I started deciding I wanted to do art as my creature career but the thing about comics is you don't need a whole studio to make anything you can do it by yourself essentially Right. And that really appealed to me. And then the more I made comics, the more I fell in love with the medium. And now here we are. Yeah. Because I'm always, I'm always fascinated by what inspires to bring some stories to life in visual form, in a comic form, over just a strict prose writing. And this mm -hmm. one, I definitely feel like you would lose so much if this was mm -hmm. ever just written as like text only. You need the pictures to go along with this because the pictures tell half of the story um, just on the facial expressions and what they're creating alone that mm -hmm. I feel like you would totally lose it if it was just text only. So yeah, I love drawing goofy faces. <laughs> they're fun though. These are fun mm -hmm. characters. Okay, Rosalind, go. I feel like somebody else would ask this, but they're not here right now. But what is your zodiac sign? Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, we have two students that that's what they always ask. <laughs> sure. Uh, do you want my, uh, just my sun sign? Do you want my rising, my moon? You can give us whatever you got, whatever you Okay, know. so I'm a Sagittarius sun. Uh, I think it's Taurus moon Virgo rising. Yes, it's that too. 
I, I get them mixed up which one's the moon and which one's the rising. Okay. But yes. I never cool. know. Yeah. I never know. Um, Go, Emma. Uh, what do you use for your art? Like, do you use apps? Do you, like, draw it? Oop. There you go. Okay, for the audio, I just yes. turned uh, my camera <laughs> to gesture at. I have a Wacom tablet, the Cintiq. It's like the 13-inch model, so it's the smaller one. Um, and it's basically a little monitor that lights up, and you can draw on it with a pen. This guy here. And then I have a, I think it's a 2014 model iMac. Um, oh, I got I it. Yes. I don't know. I like it because it can run an older operating system, so I can mm -hmm. use older apps, not apps, um, drawing programs. Right. And, you know, it works. I like it. So where do you get a lot of your inspiration for your, for your work? Like, is it just, does it just come from your, from your head or do you like pick things up from like your daily life? Or I mean, everything comes from somewhere, whether I recognize that or not. Uh, nature is a big inspiration for me. I love just like looking at cool, weird animals and thinking, oh yeah, okay, I can steal that. Okay. Um, you know, there's books I like. Uh, I like, I do enjoy sci-fi. I feel like I read more of it when I was younger and had more time. Um, I'm inspired by the people in my life, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, everything kind of filters through and turns into goofy space food comics. <laughs> which isn't a bad thing because we love this we love this mm -hmm. book so it's a good thing guys who's up Roslyn go how did you develop your art style uh I drew a lot no that's unsatisfying um <laughs> uh yeah the truth I guess yeah I mean uh I draw a lot of cartoons because I enjoy them, but I also do life studies when possible. So like life drawing, just looking at a cool thing and drawing it. And that's basically how I've been developing my art since um, I got serious about it as a teen. So I don't know, I guess with Space Battle Lunchtime in particular, I wanted like a softer watercolor look, but mm -hmm. I also wanted to be able to do it digitally and quickly. So you have like the hard lines and the way that like the characters are expressive but a little bit more simple so it's easier to draw them and like convey the emotion. When when you're working on a project do you find and I know you we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier do you find that um the drawing or the writing comes easier like when you're start when you're working on a book do you find mm -hmm. maybe the drawing's a little bit easier to develop through or the writing? I think writing is more exhausting, like mentally taxing, because it's hard to come up with stuff. But the actual drawing is just harder work, and it takes right. longer. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I'm always sometimes wondering, because these books especially, there's a lot of panels that are like sans text, and it's it's you don't miss it because the drawings are telling such an amazing part of the story and they're conveying such emotion or they're conveying exactly what words would be giving out so i always wonder in that because the drawing style does so much tell a story that i always think that it it has to play a weird balance 
balancing act between text and writing. Like when, to, when do I need to have a text bubble or an explanation mm -hmm. as opposed to not using one at all? So I always yeah. wonder about that. Joel, go. <clears throat> do you play video games? Yes, I am a gamer. <laughs> Sorry. Go. No, yeah, you don't. I do, sometimes. <clears throat> and what are we playing right now? Oh, yeah. Um, so Animal Crossing is obviously very big. I'm having a really <laughs> yes! good time with that. <laughs> I had a switch and it makes me sad because you had to get rid of it. Oh. Yeah. I think we have some Animal Crossing lovers in here. <laughs> I wish I could get it. It's it's very good. Um, I was a big fan of the last installment, New Leaf, so this one is, you know, it's nice to get back to that mood, but also it's a new one. It's good. Um, yeah. I like that a lot. What else? Um, Last night, I played Mario Party with my partner, which was kind of frustrating, but it was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, actually, my partner is a huge gamer, and she's really into, like, older games, so okay. it's fun to go through those with her. Like, right now, she's playing this one called Earthbound, which is about these, like, kids who are psychic, and they fight aliens. It's great. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's spawns a book idea you never know maybe maybe <laughs> okay, hire me nintendo yeah exactly all right Rosalind, go do you have any like other video game preferences that are like older like i know my dad used to play mortal kombat a lot and he even watched a movie on it like four times oh, mortal kombat's a little scary for me let me think <laughs> um i really like the old Sonic Adventure games, those are a lot of fun. I like all the Zeldas. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All the, like, I remember all the Nintendo classics. So mm -hmm. those are my favorites. I played Oracle of Seasons on my Nintendo 3DS. Oh, how do you like it? It was very good. It was my <laughs> first, like, old game, like, too mm -hmm. old for my time game. Like, it made me realize, like, what my dad had to grow up with. Well, I'm playing Fortnite and stuff. He's playing mm -hmm. Legend of Zelda. It was I was so frustrating at times. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So that yeah, that one's a little a little tough. I still like it. I love the music in those. It's just yeah. nice. Like I find myself whistling or like humming some of the mm -hmm. like the tunes from the older video games, and I have they're to catch myself. Yeah, like they they're earworms. They just stick in your brain. And then I remember, like, yeah, I liked Frogger growing up in Pac-Man. Like, that's what I played. Because mm -hmm. I'm way older than all of you guys. <laughs> Joel, did you have a question? Um, I did. I just forgot it. So that's okay. I have a DS right here. It's my sister's. Nice. Oh, yeah, I had one of those. I have one Christmas. And we like also had one of the older models, but, like, it got wet and it got ruined, so we had to get rid of it. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Emma, what was your question, sweetie? Um, do you have any favorite books or like comic books? I actually brought some with me because I knew I would flub this question and forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want YA recommendations or just you in can, general? You could do any and all. All right. <laughs> so, my two favorite YA books that I recently read. I mean, recently in the past like year or two. Um, there's Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen Wang. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, it's got great fashion stuff. I was really proud of myself because I actually <laughs> recognized some of the specific designs that she referenced in here. Oh, there you go. I don't know. It's nice. It's, 
I like a good fairy tale. Um, Breakaways is very good, also a YA title. Captain yeah. G. Johnson. They're extremely cool. Um, I don't know. I've been reading through some other middle grade stuff just to like get a better sense of it because I feel like I'm a little out of the loop. And the other ones are good, but this one feels very real to me. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know. I appreciated it. Uh, so for me, uh, my favorite running manga series right now is Delicious in Dungeon by Ryoko Kui. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And it's about these, um, so it's like a classic fantasy RPG team. Um, and they're in this dungeon, but they run out of supplies. So they have to cook and eat the monsters. Ooh. It's beautiful and it's very fun. I love it. Oh, okay. Um, here's one that I got from uh, a comic show last year called Stages of Rot by Linnea Sturt. Again, oh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. This book is gorgeous. It's, um, yes. it's about, so it's a little high concept, but I'm trying to find, it's just, the whole thing looks like this. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's about a, so like a space whale carcass falls and it follows the ecosystem that rises up on this alien planet from that. Um, so it's kind of based around, uh, I don't know if you know about whale falls, but um, if a whale dies in the ocean, the whole thing falls to the ocean floor and then a whole ecosystem will grow around it of creatures that are like breaking it down for nutrients and Fungi stuff. Fungi and bacteria. Yeah. Worms and stuff. All that, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just gorgeous. It's very cool. This is probably my favorite thing I've read in the last year. I remember um, seeing that at one of the uh, the comic events that I went to and I put I picked it up and I'm just like, oh, this is so beautifully done. Like just the, like you showed the pictures like that. The, the illustration was just gorgeous. So. I'm a big fan. I love um, Emily Carroll's work. I didn't pick up any of her books to bring in, but um, if you look behind me, she designed this poster. Ooh. Um, it's for, uh, if you want to look it up for our uh, listening, yeah. listening audience, it's the 20, either 2017 or 2018 TCAP poster. Okay. Um, which is a comics festival up in Toronto that is very cool. Um, I think it's been canceled this year, obviously, yeah. but um, it's a great one to go to if you ever get the chance. Uh, and then here's an old favorite. I brought it out because um, I know my editor, Robin Herrera, who you guys talked to yeah. a while ago, also mentioned this book yes. called Beautiful Darkness. It's, um, I probably wouldn't read it for a couple years yet because it's <laughs> a little scary. Um, it looks like this, but um, it's, again, it's like a borrower's story about these little fairies that come out of a, uh, child's corpse in the woods. It's like, oh, wow. Lord of, yeah, yeah, it's like Lord of the Flies, but with these cute little cartoon people, which sounds horrible that I say it that way, but, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's very beautiful and it manages dread really well. I don't, I'm not, I don't make horror comics, but I really like them. Um, I love a good scary comic, and this is one where it's just like sometimes you're even scared to turn the page because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Um, but that's the thing with some of these these books, especially when it comes to like the horror mm -hmm. um, and the scary story ones, is that they're just so exquisitely done that I almost forget sometimes that it is the horror. Mm -hmm. until I do turn that page and I'm like, oh, yeah, there, there you go. Now I remember why <laughs> mm -hmm. I was getting scared before. <laughs> mm -hmm. So. Yeah, Emily well, Carroll is also horror comics. I brought her up before. Yeah. Rosalind, what was your question, sweetie? 
Um, no, I was just checking the time on my phone. Oh, okay. Um, Joel, go. Do you think that Space Battle Lunchtime could eventually like evolve into a animated TV show? I mean, they are welcome to try if they'd like. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, I think aspects of it are very marketable. Um, sorry, that's a very soulless way of putting it out. Um, but I think also other aspects might be hard to adapt. So yeah, if somebody wants to try, Go for that'd be it. awesome. <laughs> but I don't know if that's necessarily likely in the near future. Emma, go. Um, did you have any fears that your book wouldn't do as well as it did? Yes. <laughs> I mean, every, everybody does. Um, yeah, simple answer, yes. But I think it turned out okay. People liked it. So it yeah. found its way into people's hands, which is exactly. good. Exactly. It found its way into our hands, and I loved it. So, and I know these guys liked it. So that's, that's always a good sign. Rosalind, go. Do you have any pets, and if not, any childhood pets by any chance? Um, I don't know if she technically counts as mine, but um, my partner's cat is great. Her name is Tilly. Um, mm. I would run and get her, but I don't want to uh, take up too much of your time. <laughs> She's just a little gray cat. She's 11 years old. She loves to yell. She's great. Nice. I'm a big cat fan. I don't know if you can tell from Space Battle Lunchtime specifically, but... Um, I was going to yeah, say... Yeah, there's a cat character, I think. Mm -hmm. And we also yeah. have the What If Space Battle Lunchtime, but cats at yes. the very end of it. <laughs> yes. So that, yes, I like that one. <laughs> and I'm not a cat fan to begin with, but I do find when they're drawn and I can look at them that way, I love them. <laughs> when they curl up on my lap, not so much. <laughs> um. Um, Emma, go. Um, how are you doing in quarantine? Is there like anything you've been doing in particular? Like, are you drawing more? Um, I don't know. I think the stress is making me work a little less uh, efficiently than I normally would. Um, but thankfully, I still have some work, so I just work from home. Uh, right now, I'm coloring somebody else's comic book, so I just work on that. I do miss going out, and like, I am stressed as everyone is, but I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Are, are you working on any of your own right now? Are, we, are you in the process of developing anything right now or? Yeah, so the way books normally work um, in my experience is you put together a pitch and then you send that to a publisher or you send that to your agent who sends that to a publisher and then you wait a long time and then you make the book. Okay. So right now I'm in the pitching and the waiting Got it. While I color this other person's book. And I'm also waiting for, um, sorry, I have another yeah. book that's coming out soon, which is this one, Dungeon Critters. I made it. Oh. Um, yeah. With Very my partner. Cute. Here's the ARC, which is called, sorry, that's a yeah. publishing lingo <laughs> um, for the advanced reader copy. So this is something that they would send to like reviewers or something like right. that. So they could read the book and then decide if they oh, want to wow. get it. Very cool. Yeah. How was the collaboration process then? Excellent. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you need to find the right person who meshes well with how you work, and Sarah meshes really well with how I work. That's good. That's really good. So, so guys, do we have anything else we want to ask? No, not really. I just want to say oh. that. Oh, 
Oh, hold on. Joel, go. Do you have any words of inspiration for aspiring graphic novelists? Um, make comics? Sorry, that's, <laughs> that wasn't delivered with a lot of uh, confidence. Words. Make comics. Don't yeah. be afraid to make bad comics. There you go. Because, like, when you start out, they're prob you're not going to like them. They're probably going to be super cool, but um, you might be a little more critical because you made them. Um, but just don't be afraid to just make them. Make a lot of them. You'll get good eventually. That is good advice, though, just to keep doing it. So mm -hmm. I like it. Okay, so All right. So I don't know if that's super helpful, though. Um, but yeah. <laughs> don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's how you got to look at it. Just keep keep plugging at it. Keep trying. Mm -hmm. um, so Natalie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with some of us today. We really do appreciate it. Um, we know that you are busy at work, so um, we really enjoyed being able to talk to you about Space Battle Lunchtime because this really was a fun series, and I can't wait to read the third one. So thanks. I'm looking yeah, forward th to that. Yeah, thank one. you guys for talking to me. This was really cool. Excellent, guys. Do you want to say anything else? Thank you for <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you again, and please stay safe and keep drawing and keep creating. We want to see more of what you have in store for us. Yeah, y'all too. All right, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, right. thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. I don't Bye. know about you, but I'm definitely hungry after talking with Natalie. Thank you, Natalie, for taking the time to allow us to pick your brain and learn all about your craft. You can learn more about Space Battle Lunchtime by visiting onipress.com. And you can learn more about Natalie at her website, natalierees.com. Or you can follow her on Twitter at SnarlBear. Follow Amongst the Books wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to rate and review us. We would love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter at amongst the books underscore podcast and on Instagram at amongst the books podcast. You can even find us on YouTube on our new channel at amongst the books. Our music was written, recorded, and produced by Jake Thistle. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We have plenty of more interviews coming your way, so keep listening. But for now, stay safe, have fun, and keep reading. <laughs>